I'm Emma. And I'm Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of, the podcast where two best friends across the country hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week, yeah. Jenny's on the lead, and you probably saw it in the episode title, but we're not going to talk about it just yet. Suspense. That's how that works, Suspense right? is how the world runs, I it's guess. It's how you create a, th- a thrilling narrative. This is now a radio drama. <laughs> Um, how are dun, you, Jenny? Dun. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Jenny is good. Jenny took the day off today, so Very I am feeling rested. I am bathed. I have food. It is going pretty good. How is Emma today? You've already heard about this off mic, but I'm going to tell everyone else listening to you. I made an omelet today, and it was <laughs> delicious. I just learned how to make omelets recently. Yes, I am 26 years old. What about it? It's very Almost exciting. Hard, they finally hold. If you just, they're a good kitchen meal where you're like, this is savory, but also there's like a little bit of crunch, a little bit of spinach, a little bit of something else. I don't like, know. Whatever you got the in your fridge. coming from? Not this time, but I also did like some crisped onions on top. Let's give it a little okay. bit of. Yeah. I was going to say, if your omelet had crunch <laughs> just with eggs, girl, the shell is not supposed to be with it. <laughs> I just learned how to make omelets. It's been going really well. And I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do my little intro now. Because it's yeah. your turn, which means this week, I don't know if we named this segment. We're going to open every week with a little something called unshareables. It's going to be things that mm-hmm. are technically shareable, but in case you miss it the first several times I mentioned it, Jenny and I tragically do not live anywhere near each other so some things are harder to share long distance than others um and this week this is something that even if we were in the same city i could not share it with you because it is a horror film that i watched recently (laughs) 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 so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk to you a little bit about it because i've wanted to talk to someone about it wait is it what i think it is i don't know i actually you always talk about no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what that one is, but I know which one you mean. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, Sunday I did a double feature at the Cineplex, or currently Cineplex. Who knows what will happen? Rip Tanner. Tanner's still alive. I'm going out of tangent. Cineplex got bought out. It's been really emotional for me. Uh, and the second film... I'm not going to name the first film we saw because I did not enjoy it, which was a bit of a bummer. The second film we saw was Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. I love Kristen Stewart. I have been on the case train for a long time. And I realize she's still kind of a divisive actor because not everyone is picking up what she's putting down. But she's certainly grown in indie favor in the past couple mm-hmm. years. And this was very fun. Like, she did Charlie's Angels this summer, which is action comedy. And then this is just, like, straight up action horror, not sci-fi I don't think you would like it, though, hence me talking about it now. Um, if you are someone who enjoys alien... Your hands right now, you're, like, trying to come up with the words. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it, because my impulse was, if you wanted to watch Alien but wetter, and I don't think anyone wants to watch that movie. <laughs> Surely there's a better way to put that out. That's why I paused. But, okay, underwater is a just it is a very efficient movie if you are someone who enjoys just filmmaking at its peak in that clearly everyone involved the writers the director the cast knew exactly what kind of movie they were making it's only six actors in the whole film 
six characters that works on a like oil drill that is at the bottom of the ocean. It is seven miles down. That is very, very deep. We don't know what's down there. And there's nope. over 300 people on this underwater station. And then it just starts imploding and collapsing. And you don't find out why until about halfway through the film. Oh, and everything like immediately just starts crushing down and the sound editing is very tight and there's a lot of just like you were just thrown into the world of Nora and the five other people out of over 300 crew who are still alive and they have to try to walk to another station so that they can go to those emergency escape pods and go back to the surface and it is just like this sounds like a nightmare it was so stressful oh my god and <laughs> it kind of reminds me of this at-home escape room I did with my sister when we mm. were in a sunken boat oh. and you had a time limit because you had to find like air mm-hmm. and but we just paused it because we couldn't figure it out and then we would just like put it in when we figured it out. But that sounds, I'm sure it was great. I'm terrified. I know. I know you do not like horror and I do. This was, like I said, just a very yeah. efficient film. It dips a little bit into environmental horror because is the reason like whatever attacked if something attacked the spaceship mm. is because we're drilling too deep we're messing with the earth in ways we shouldn't Ooh, and Ooh. it also makes use of opening and closing credits as part of the narrative which i really enjoy i like movies Ooh. that are like we're gonna throw you in right away like here's all the actor names but also here's some plot um and something I learned afterwards that I wanted to share with you because I think you'll find this interesting. I'm kind of sad about this. It is the last 20th Century Fox movie to ever be put out in theaters. Oh. So 20th Century Fox, as I think everyone knows, got bought out by Disney. And um, a short while ago, they announced it's now going to be called 20th Century Films. So this movie was actually filmed in 2017. I'm not sure why it was delayed. I didn't look into that. But it is the last... 20th Century Fox film movie and I mean we're recording this towards the end of January it came out a couple weeks ago already I don't know how much longer it'll be in theaters but I really encourage people to go see it and Jenny I I hope you never have to watch it because you would hate it and I cannot share it with you but I can talk to you about it (laughs) Kristen Stewart also looks a lot like Milo in Atlantis and it's a good look nice (laughs) it's a good time yeah, that's that's my my unshareable for the day, and I'm gonna let you take it over from here. Nice. Well, I'm glad you had a good movie going experience, which is always good. My heart was pounding through my chest. The movie ended, and my arm was shaking. I I was oh. so stressed the entire film. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um. So what I'm going to share today, um. Emma was just talking about going to the theater and seeing something there and, like, putting your money towards that. Um, my thing is something that you can actually just watch from home. This is called um, Straight Out of Oz um, by Todrick Hall. And so Todrick Hall, uh, he was on YouTube since about 2009, I believe. Um, he was on a season of American Idol and... Um, he um, grew up in Texas. He is a musician, a dancer, a producer, a director. He is incredibly talented. And so this um, visual album is kind of an audiobiographical show of what his experience was as a child growing up in a small town in Texas and then going to Hollywood and L.A. and seeing what 
the whole show business is and kind of the downfall of that and it's all wrapped all together and it's also the framework and framework and structure is of the wizard of oz which is always fun i love when people take something they really like and kind of put their own feelings towards it when you relate to something so strongly and you see a character and you're like oh yeah i, I feel that way because of this and this and he kind of took the entire wizard of oz from the Tin Man to things being in black and white and then to color to um, mm. what is it, things being green, the yellow brick road and kind of take that all together. And he had, it made it a visual album. So kind of like Beyonce's Lemonade, like when you watch it, it's a complete story and it is an album. So you can also listen to the album like a CD, just a regular one, or you can watch the visual album as well. And this was his second official album out I also, there's also a DVD about behind the scenes of Straight Out of Oz as well. Um, you can actually watch mm. it on Netflix called Behind the Curtain, I believe, which is okay. fascinating. Is it on Netflix Canada? It is. I watched it like two days ago. Oh man, dang, I should have watched it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's okay, you're the expert, you're the expert. Yes, but hey, if you really liked it, you should watch it. Um, and it's I interesting will. because the whole reason why he made this is... Um, Within a year, he got dropped by his management, dropped by, like, the label. Um, he lost his MTV show. A lot of stuff happened in his family. And, like, all of these things he'd been working so hard to get just disappeared. And how in Hollywood there's so much, like, homophobia and racism and there's so much horrible things going on and people aren't talking about it and he wants his story to be told and this album actually came out that I think it's producers or someone made a tour called Straight Out of Oz so that he was going to do the tour and it was just going to be a bunch of songs from all of his viral YouTube hits and he wrote this one song which is actually the beginning song of Straight Out of Oz um, called There's No Place Like Home and his friends were like you need no this needs to be what the concert is this needs to be what it is Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He's a brainless, heartless coward with no power. That's just another trick of his ego. And so with only like a couple of weeks, I think it was like four weeks leading up to the concert. Oh God, I'm so stressed. They made the album and shot all the videos and uploaded them and then choreographed everything and put on a show in that small amount of time. I would have loved to see this live and just see how it varies from the videos to what he brings to a live performance. Cause he is, oh, just, yeah. I mean, I've never seen him live, but you can just tell that he is a very powerful performer and he brings, he is multi-hyphenate to the max. He brings everything he has to his Yeah. I'm so interested in it, and I'm very excited that you shared this with me, so and that you... I finally, you've been pushing this on me for literally years, and it's only because of this this podcast that so far only we listen to that it oh. finally happened. That's yeah, because this came out in 2016, um, so there's been a couple of different renditions. There's, like, the original one came out, and then they eventually made the deluxe version, and so the one that I got Emma to watch is the deluxe version. Um, so there's some extra songs. There's some different people and different cameos in the original one, but still very similar oh. to the plot point. Mm. I I really liked Todrick Hall for a while. Like I I watched his MTV show. I'd watch Toddy's World on YouTube all the time about him and his friends. I don't even know what and, that is. Yeah, so it was kind of like um, 
a TV series, but on YouTube when it would be like the behind the scenes of them getting stuff ready for a tour and like the funny hijinks they get into and creating songs. And I just fell in love with that, that atmosphere and that excitement. So it was really exciting when this came out after the fact, when he talks a lot about the things that aren't so great in Hollywood. He has a song called Dumb. And it, he relates it to being like the scarecrow, because a scarecrow, if you only had a brain, and all these things that he talks about of how pretty much if I had blue eyes and like blonde hair, he says blonde hay because he's a scarecrow, would I get, would I be more popular? If I was a woman, would you give me less pay? And all these things that people what, aren't talking what about. Would I have different like, opportunities? Yeah. And I think it is so important. Like, it, it's so wild. I couldn't remember what year this came out, so I'm glad you said it was 2016. And obviously, this has become something in the past 10 years, especially in the past five years, that we have started talking about more. But because we've started talking about it, there is this kind of, I think, assumption that we've talked about it enough. That, mm. like, oh, yeah, we, we know about this, but, like, we're fixing it, so it's fine. Don't worry about it anymore. We're working yeah. on it. And, like, I'm happy that things like this exist where he's like, no, this is my personal experience. And four years ago is not a long time ago. And no. so, and one other thing I thought was really interesting is that my introduction, not introduction to Todd Hall because obviously I'd heard you mentioned him and you've put him on playlists and mixed CDs for me. So there was a couple songs that I have known of his or covers mm-hmm. and then some even from this where I was like, I know this song <laughs> already. Um, but my, I'm about to reveal a lot about my personality right now. <laughs> my introduction to Todd Hall is me watching the Look What You Made Me Do video and being like, that's that YouTuber Jenny likes. <laughs> and then you fast forward like two years later and being like, hmm, that YouTuber Jenny likes is producing a music video with Tana Swift. Yeah. Yep, Ooh, yep. Tana Swift went to go see that YouTuber Jenny likes in Kinky Boots. So like yeah. I know him through the framework as a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not on Twitter. Like it's fine. I promise I'm chill about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh-huh. gotten a lot better. Like still share your bliss, share what you love. But yes. I know. Um, I love her so much. But I also, like, so it was kind of interesting for me for Straight Out of Oz. It, it follows the Wizard of Oz narrative of him leaving his home, him having this grand adventure, realizing not everything is as it seems, and realizing that the right decision for him is to go back to his family, to the mm-hmm. people he loves, to where he came from. And I'm very happy that Todd McCall was able to go do that and, like, have, that he has a community that supports him. Obviously, I don't know more details. I only know what I'm seeing in the context of this uh, concept album, which is very far removed from reality. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just very glad that he... And certainly there's nothing wrong with, like, going to where you're from and making a life for yourself there. Um, but I was very happy to see that he has continued to just really hustle. Like, Todrick Hall, yeah. hardest working man in show business, is what I got from this video of... Yes. He threw everything out. It didn't pan out. He regrouped and came back even stronger and, like, has now aligned himself with a very powerful person in, oh, in yeah. the industry. And I was just very proud of Todrick and what he has accomplished. Because they were saying, like... And when I was watching the documentary, they're like, yeah, two weeks before the album dropped, four weeks before tour, we got eight videos to film in five days. Like, oh my God. Who, oh my God. Yeah. So everyone That's who works for Todd. There's... Yeah. 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 Everyone who works for Todrick would say that they, working for him, they feel like they need to like have their A game because no matter what, he's working harder than you are. And like, he's not sleeping. Yeah. He records films, he directs, and then he goes home, he writes, he records then he goes and films. Like, it is insane. Like, we have a hard enough time 
recording a podcast. <laughs> like, I, I know, like, it imagine. is. And, and that also just speaks then very highly of the, uh, what he's like to work with, because mm. the, this has a lot of cameos, and I was definitely expecting, like, oh, there will be other YouTubers or other, like, internet celebrities. This is not, like, a derisive, but, like, oh, like, that category of celebrity and, and that group of people and then it is like oh there are so many people in this album and i know i didn't recognize them all but like you got nicole scherzinger up in there yeah which i definitely had like didn't have a pussycat dolls phase but was aware of them but like nicole scherzinger i think we're only starting to realize oh dang she's very funny in this and she's got a great voice oh my goodness olivier nominated actress nicole scherzinger like nicole scherzinger tracy toms amber riley shout out to Glee alums who deserve success. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Joseph, then other Joseph people, like, Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt, <laughs> which is also, like, aside from color, which we will definitely talk about more, oh. but the only video I had watched in this album before is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of Taylor Swift and this yeah. Braun thing. Yeah, the connection between like in blah, blah, blah is that he doesn't go out and say, oh, this is about Scooter Brian. It's like, has one little line at the end because the the wizard just rides away in a scooter and he's like, nice scooter. And that's like pretty much all you really get. And also um, the wizard like looks at a photo. He's like, yeah, you got talent and you got moves, but he's got fans. It looks like a look at, looks at a photo that looks very much like Justin Bieber. And it's like, Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> Ooh, I see. And one of the best lines in the entire thing, it's like, but we shook on it. He's like, a handshake don't mean nothing. All it proves is you got hands. And it's all like, dude, I gotta live by that because you gotta get shit in writing. Like, <laughs> you got, like, especially in show business, but in anything, write stuff down because someone's oh, word means, like, nothing anymore. Like, yeah. it just proves you got hands. <laughs> I know. And this is this is speaking to the way I consume media. My impulse definitely, as soon as you realize that it is autobiographical, is to when when he goes to Los Angeles, which is the like only <laughs> only Oz reference where I was like, we have to say this, but I guess we did. And honestly, if you see the opportunity, take it. Los Angeles, yes, ladies and gentlemen, is that my brain was like, oh, is this based on a real thing? Is this based on a real thing? Who's that supposed to be? Mm. And so I watched this twice. And the second time, I enjoyed it more because my brain was less focused on, like, trying to figure out, because I don't know a lot about Chadwick Hall, so I was mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure out, like, what yeah. was happening. I didn't I didn't know about his show. I didn't know that he did... We'll get into this later. Like, he... They, there's a moment where he... I thought this was my favorite Oz reference. He flies in to Los Angeles on Monkey Airlines mm-hmm. and then is hired to rewrite their jingle, which is a real thing that happened. Yes. Did you know this? Yes. I did not, and then I just, so, Todrick Hall did a, a safety video for Virgin Airlines. I watched it. It's so good. It's so If that good. happened to me on a plane, I would be so happy. Right? Uh, it's, the, that video is amazing, but it's so true. Also, the, that was added in the deluxe. It wasn't in the original one. Um, oh, that's fun. Talking about this song, um, like, expensive. I'm like, ooh, what did he spend so much money on that's like, Mo- the people who looked most expensive could be broke on the inside, and you're like, ooh. Oh, boy. I don't buy things to make myself feel better. What are you talking about? Like, coming at me, Todrick. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I don't I don't seek joy through material possessions. I do. I, um, and you kind of touched on that before. Supplies. Like, 
the album kind of has, in my opinion, like three parts. So like the first part is before going to Oz and probably has my favorite songs in the beginning part. So we kind of talked a bit about Color, which is an adorable, amazing song. It's about Chadrick finding his first love with a man. Like well, it's a boy. They were they were teenagers. Um, and what I really like about this song is that it's there's the line that's like, "You're my favorite hue," and it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> colors!" And it's because in Wizard of Oz, everything's black and white until you go to Oz. But he felt like he was already there with this person, and a lot of times when there is relationships on TV, when it shows people with the same gender or any like LGBTQ like plus um, relationships, they a lot of times they focus just on like the sex side of it, and this was a lot just of like the love, and just like that like childhood, like just I feel myself when I'm with you and everything is beautiful and it's just so darling and I love it. And it's just so good, like, especially because you mentioned, like, it's something, it's, it's played by, like, Todd recalls he is now an adult, but he is talking about, like, how it was when he was still relatively young, and it's just so refreshing to see, like, I feel like so much of the representation we get is, um, adults, and, like, not that that's bad, but, like, certainly people discover their sexuality at all stages in life, um, but it's just very refreshing to see him just realize this and go and just have this really positive relationship. And I'm just so used to seeing stories about the queer community be filled with strife. And certainly Todrick's life in mm-hmm. reality and on the album has not been strife free. But this little like three and a half window of bliss and just the butterflies oh. you get when you have a crush. I just loving love having a crush so much. <sighs> Yeah. And this song is one of the other songs that I'd heard before because you had put it on a mix CD for me. And it's so mm-hmm. cute. It's just making me smiley. <laughs> I just love oh, having feelings. It's such a delight. Guys. Oh, it's such a delight. And that's probably like, probably my favorite song on the entire album yes. because it's just so. It feels so real, and it's just so joyful, and it's just so... You can just feel the cuteness just emanating from it. It's beautiful. It's so good. Um, who is the person who sings with him on that song, on that track? Um, Jay Armstrong Johnson. They are, they are just... It's such a good number. Like, I really encourage... If you like love songs, which I absolutely do, like, just go watch it. It's so good. It's a darling. I mean, watch the whole and, album, but um, this I song especially this be- is very yes. dear. Yeah. I didn't mention this before. Like, when you go on YouTube and look for Straight Out of Oz, you can watch the entire thing in, like, chronological order. Um, and it's just, like, one video. Or you can watch individual videos if you, Ooh. like, if you want to just look at a certain one. I highly recommend originally looking at the entire thing to really get a full picture of it all. Um, and then moving on after that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that they talk a lot about in the Before Going to Oz is um, how Tajik was raised religious and that he would 
like sing in the choir and Emma, what was that line that you said you sent me a text when you were watching us? You're like, this is me. I know, this is my childhood. Um, Catholic school, what's up? <laughs> Both me and Emma were were like raised religious for sure. And you know what? Um, so it's really interesting. I crushed at Bible trivia still, so <laughs> Um, where is this line? It's literally the first line of the musical, and now I cannot find it. This is dead air. This is It's great. like, there's Pop only Pop three Pop. things in life. My grandma always said there's three things in life you can't avoid. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, it's loading. We, we text a lot. I'm trying to, oh, Todrick, there are three things in life you can't escape. Death, taxes, and Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> taught Sunday school. What? I, I, it, when I was in high school, I taught Sunday school. Not regularly, but we, I would direct the Christmas pageant every year. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was... Yes, I really... It was really interesting for... They had that song and they also had Over the Rainbow which talked a lot about um, what his father would tell him. Like, if you want to, like, go to heaven pretty much, like... You can't be gay and you can't do what girls want to do and you can't do all these things. And it made me so mad because I remember I was such a feisty little child growing up that anytime there was anything that a, that was what I was told a boy could do, I was like, I'm going to do that. That's the thing I'm going to do. I remember someone told me I couldn't play with them because I was a girl and I like, what's that thing when you like, shh move your fist on their head like give them a noogie or whatever it was I was like <laughs> no I have a it doesn't matter like I was the strongest person in my class anytime the principal would come arms. in and say like we need like five strong men to come and like pull some tables and I'm like I will go and it's always like it will be no. just me <laughs> it's just me and it's so ridiculous it's still this t- type of stuff still happens when it's like no you can't enjoy this type of thing and you can't do this and um like i'm so happy that todrick's mom actually put him in dance class because he could express himself and be himself through movement and it's like oh man oh why are some people still so close-minded i know it's one of those things we i i I forget when we're in our little sphere and I talk to you or my other friends. I'm like, oh yeah, everyone is like, we all, we're all on the same level. Like, be nice, be chill, come on. Yeah. Um, and then you talk to other people and you're like, oh, oh no, I'm I am not aware of no. other people's thought processes. Um, and uh, Todrick just is such a force to be reckoned with, oh. and I really love the way he talks about his experience of growing up in a small town in a religious community and like the stress that that was, but also how like him singing in the choir was a really positive force. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people who grew up religious do have that. Like it gave me some good things and I don't agree with it, all of it now, but it, it's good. Exactly. It's yeah. Good. And, um, how he relates so much to Dorothy of being in this isolating small town and wanting to go somewhere over the rainbow and like, just go somewhere else and like taking that first opportunity, just like get out of there. And like, I'm going to be like 
I'm going to do as much as I can and all those things. So like, but as soon as he got there, he was like, whoa, Hollywood is Everyone's up. doing that. Oh God. Do I have to be this like stone cold, like intense person? It's like, no, but I have like feelings and emotions and stuff. Like, no, you can't have a heart. Get rid of that. Tin man, you don't have a heart anymore. Like you can't because in this society you have a heart or any type of like emotion or feelings and you're not going to make it. And so you're trained to not care. And at some point, yeah, you need to be strong and you have to have like a thick skin, they say, but there's only so thick you can get until you're just empty, you know? Until you're shut off. Like you can't, you cannot become thick skinned and just be, be that person who's going to deal with every problem and just take it in stride without losing part of your personality. Like you have to, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah. And Podrick does that in spades. Like this, this is just such an open hearted album where he's just so honest without going into too many details. And I really respect that. Like I, I don't need a tell all on Todrick Hall's life, but I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the parts of himself that he has shared and some things I can relate to and some things I can because we have had entirely different experiences mm-hmm. in life. But it's just, he, he knows what's what cards to play to be like, this is something that can help people. This is what people can relate yeah. to. This is what people need to hear. And also, this is what I need to share because if it's not, if it's what people aren't ready to hear, but someone is. Someone needs this and they don't even know it yet. Exactly. And that's why there was such a rush to actually make it a visual album as well as an actual album because a lot of his audiences have experienced his creativity and his artwork online visually so when he made this album he's like my people who listen to me they need to actually see a visual like this is how I connect with them and I need to present that to them before the concert so they don't just come to a concert and playing a bunch of songs they don't even know so they need to really feel it so that's why the visual album was created and it had a good like what you're saying it's not this is exactly every little step of what happened to me but it really, you can feel that emotions. It wasn't necessarily a right, like a, a complete essay of this is what happens and this is all this. There was pieces in there, but I feel like the emotion of each step of the way was presented very well. I know it's the, a lot of people have wanted to move away from their hometown, but still have great affection for it. A lot of people mm-hmm. have got a little bit crazy and you know when you get your first credit card or like has a lot of people have like been like I'm going to create this new persona for myself with all of these funds that I don't have I'm going to try things and I'm going to fail and it's going to hurt and I'm going to it's not always going to be moving forward sometimes it's about Mm -hmm. resting and it's just like oh one thing I wanted to say is that I I watched this all the way through once Uh, my internet is notoriously glitchy so it took about three hours (laughs) no no and so, well, it was also the watch through where I was like, well, it's frozen again. Time to Google everything about Todrick Hall's life. <laughs> um, and then the second time around, I was watching it and I got about halfway through and this was last night and I really got, I haven't done laundry in three weeks. I really needed to do laundry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I'll, I'll leave until tomorrow. I got to watch this, watch this video again. 
And then I was watching the first half, and I was like, Todrick Hall's achieving things, Todrick Hall's getting stuff done, and then I paused it, did two loads of laundry, and then watched the second half. And that is the power of Todrick Hall, ladies and gentlemen. If you can do anything, I can do my laundry. It was so nice. It's so good, guys. I have so many clean socks now. I, had, I even washed my bras. I washed my derby gear. Yeah. Thank you, Todd, Call for that, because that was <laughs> not going to happen. Because I was like, well, I can't do it tonight, and I can't do it on Thursday, or Friday. Oh, I'm in it's the weekend, I'm busy. Like, I was, it was dire, and I just kept yeah. it off. <laughs> nice. And you kind of touched on the whole of, like, being able to, like, find yourself. And one of the lines in the last song, one of the last songs called Home, he says, uh, I got, a, what is this? He said, uh, I got a brand new me to find. And that, like, really stuck with me, because... When I think back of little Jenny and how different of a person she was, and then I went to university and then how different I was then. And then I left. And like, after I graduated, I I went home for about a year and a half. And it was kind of like, I need to find myself as an adult, not as a university student, not as like a high school. I need to go home in a place where like, I'm comfortable. I'm with people who love me. I'm going to be home. I'm finding myself. And then then after a year and a half, I moved out, have a place now, and it's like, I feel like every day I'm telling myself, I got a brand new me to find, and like holding on to that and being like, yes, you got this. You're gonna be yourself, and that's the most important thing you can be. I want to hold your face in my hands <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, thanks, darling. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this, and I think this is one I'm going to keep listening to. I don't know if I will regularly rewatch it. I'm not done talking about it, but it's just like, yeah. I don't know if I will regularly rewatch it because I'm not someone who tends to rewatch things very often. No. Because I, I, I listen to a lot. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of music and soundtracks and things because I then can do other things. I can, even if it's just like playing a game on my phone <laughs> or doing a puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle yes. is top-notch entertainment, you guys. Um, but I'm definitely going to keep listening to it because it's something that it's just, there is so much there i cannot believe he wrote this and produced this as quickly as he did you telling me this was blowing my mind because i was like oh this is like this is a project that took a year no no what and i don't know if it's still in the works or if anything happened from it because so he like made this pretty much in a month like some songs like low um was written a while ago that he put in in the deluxe version but this album and the videos and stuff were produced, like, very in, like, a month time maximum, I think. And then at then they went on tour and had to perform it all. And then when they went to New York, apparently, like, New York producers and stuff were coming to see it. Because he wanted to be like, look what we can do in this short amount of time. Imagine if this could be, like, an actual performance, like, on Broadway. And while he was going, he got the role of Lola. So I don't know if things went through or not. But also, can we just talk about the parallels between... Like, getting, like, the red shoes, like, the red, like, b- slippers or whatever. The, what are her shoes called? The red. I, the ruby slippers. I thought yeah. about this at the end. Because someone, I can't, I don't even know if it's Tudor, but someone is wearing, like, the thigh-high red boots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, like, the boots and kinky. This is the titular kinky boots. Oh, and then he gets that role. And it's, and, and um, who was the, what's his name? Who was the original Lola? Billy Porter. Billy Porter, like, went to his show in New York, and he went to it, but Billy Porter didn't know that Todrick was going to be Lola, but he, but he, Todrick knew he was going to be Lola. It was, oh, it's just, that's the parallels of, like, 
get those red slippers and like find your own path and like get there and do it and <sighs> man and we there, so a lot of these songs have like collaborations like we talked about in the beginning and there are so many amazing drag queens in this whole production especially in the song expensive so many people um there's like willow i do not know anything about drag this we need nicole here to actually thing. know <laughs> like i don't like rupaul's in this um bob the drag queen is in it for the song wrong bitch and oh so good um this is such a great album to work out if like work out in by the way like some of these songs. Or power do your laundry. <laughs> exactly. Like especially lying to myself is such a jam now. It's just that expensive, like wrong bitch. Oh, Poppy, so good. Everything is really good. Um, it's so good. Like and like yeah, there are just so many excellent cameos. I also we talked about already about JGL being in it. Have him, him and Todrick been friends for a long time? Because he was in an episode of Todrick's MTV show. I don't know if they were friends before. I don't know how he has all these connections. Like, I know... Cause just he makes, pieces like, of stand-up bro. I know, like, he does, like, a lot of, like, viral videos, so I don't know if that gets Star's attention. And he was an American Idol. He is close friends with RuPaul, so he's done, like... He's been choreographer and host... not Or, like, guest host on RuPaul's Drag Race a lot. Um, and, yeah. He's done a lot. Also, this is also a great thing because it's such a slap in the face because he auditioned for the whiz like when fox did like the live the whiz i think it was fox and he didn't get yeah. it yeah and like this is also on that whole year and then he made this album and he's like you know what screw it i'm gonna be every single role <laughs> i'm gonna be the tin man i'm gonna be the wicked witch i'm gonna be Glinda. i'm gonna be everyone uh so good it was just, i'm just going to be this instead i also wish you could have seen my face when, oh no, I don't remember what song it is called. What was happening in the song? No, I don't want to say, because that'll be a spoiler. Oh, oh. okay, I found it. <laughs> I was looking at the old track listing. I found the deluxe track listing. When black and white happened, and I was instantly <laughs> transported back in time to when we still live together. Because this has three of the members of Pentatonics, aka Jenny's favorite. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So everything. Mitch, Scott, and Kirsten are all in this. Oh, it's so good. I love that song. Um, so yeah, that's one of the songs that was only in the deluxe version, and it's called Black like, and White. Like it just shows their mouths at one point, and I was it was when my internet was really choppy, so it was like coming back and forth, <laughs> and then it sounds so creepy. But I saw their mouths, and I was like. I know who that is. I know these mails. Yeah, there Which was a period terrifying, in our... but like <laughs> there was a period in my our friendship when I would just send you just like pentatonic super fruit stuff all the time, and it's like you just gotta listen to all this. And they, okay, I accept. I uh, pentatonics is one of my favorite musical artists of all time, and they're super close friends with Todrick because they both starred on YouTube and they're both from Texas, so they know each other oh. quite well. And I I had in my notes like Mitch is a punk icon. Just like the slow motion when it's him and he's just singing and there's people dancing like, damn Mitch, get it, just go. So good. And without them involved, just think of the lyrics of it's so true when people like reach for the stars but also like calm down. Like 
you can dream, reach, but not too high. Think of the impossible, Keep but as long as it's black expectations low. Yeah, and that's a lot of things that happen. Like, both me and my sister were in a lot of theater, and we were quite musical. And people would be like, yeah, that's great, but, like, make sure, like, do science or do this. And we've had, like, teachers tell us that. And like family members and then it gets to points like no you know what like do what you want to do just be yourself it'll be great which like then going back to the narrative like this is still fairly honest this isn't the first act you could say mm-hmm. and it goes from the song black and white to color which i think is just oh i always love color so much and it is this thing of like how happy you're allowed to be you think you're allowed to be in life of like yeah. oh i have all these big dreams but i'll keep them manageable so that i'm not disappointed and then mm-hmm. it just goes into Padraig talking about how he dated a girl and had butterflies and had all these feelings then was like oh oh i'm allowed to be happier than this yeah i'm allowed to want more than this um another That's kind so of good. continuous storyline throughout is his relationship with his mother and one of the songs called See Your Face, it's near the end. And when I used to listen to this when it came out a while ago, I was like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good song. So I was re-listening to it this week, and every time it plays, I cry. Um, yeah, that tracks. It is so emotional. It's especially the part, oh god, I don't want to cry again. The part when um, <laughs> Amber Riley is singing it, and... She's talking about how they got this little apartment with an extra bedroom just in case, like, you want to come and, like, visit. And it makes me so emotional every single time. Because both my mom and, like, my parents are separated. But, like, my dad finally got, like, a house because he was living up um, in Yellowknife. So he didn't really have a huge space and he just retired and now he has a house in in the knife. Um... And so he got this house, and it's just him and his wife. Every time we FaceTime, he, like, shows me all the spare bedrooms. And he's like, here's a place where you could sleep. Or, you know, and then there's this one, you know, it's anytime you want to come by and stuff. And it's like, it's such a huge place, but he wants people to visit. And, like, life gets happens, and you have work and stuff. And just the whole, it's like, but if you want to come visit one day, like, it's there. If it's to, it's there. Ugh. It's a lot. I'm going to go see him soon, but there's that. And then also, like, my mother, like, she was always like, I need to get a larger house so, like, you two girls, like, have a place to go and always. So it's, uh, it's too emotional for a little old me. Um, but that sense of, um, you needing to reach out, like, no matter if, like, you get a response or not, it's just like, oh, man, it hurts me. And it, I feel it, you know? It hurts, but it's a good kind of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so there are emotional topics. It's not just about, like, like ah, oh, Hollywood and all this and this. And, like, there's also about, like, parents and, like, the struggle with relationships with that. And then there's also one song called Water Guns. And so that fits into Wizard of Oz because the witch dies with water. And it's also because... Um, a lot of it has to do with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement of how, like, this isn't water guns anymore. Like, people are dying. How long things have been happening and how not long mm-hmm. we've been talking about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I highly recommend, like, watching this and listening to it. It 
has a lot of different if you if you think oh I don't like pop music oh I don't like like it's not just pop it's it's musical theater it's R&B it's hip-hop it's like techno it's like everything yeah Yeah, exactly there's so many different things there's so many different like musicians and vocals and you can listen to one day and the next day it has a completely different meaning and it's uh I thoroughly enjoy it um and it seems yeah, like you enjoyed you it just, too, which is nice. <laughs> I enjoyed it immensely. I know I was so pleased because I I am I'm not gonna go out and watch lots of technical videos. Like I am mm-hmm. not someone who whose brain is built for YouTubers. Well, that's the thing. I was um, a little nervous because I know that you don't like YouTube. I'm a huge YouTube fan, I just don't and there's definitely other it. things I'm gonna share with you that are YouTube. But I thought I'd start you with this because it kind of has the musical aspect of it and like different topics and all that stuff and it just it, it just made me very excited because I was like this has become this is a couple of years old now I have seen where this performer is going with their mm-hmm. career I've seen what they've done since and I I know a little bit about where they came from and now I know a whole lot more but it was just very fun because it's I I love a good concept album and I love a good concept album even more when it's not just an album. And yes. so to have the videos and to not just have the music, because it, it is something that helps me understand and follow along. And it's just, it, it gives you a sense of how clear his vision for this product was. And it's, mm-hmm. I feel bad even calling it a product because it's not, I mean, obviously he wants people to watch it and like sell, sell tickets, but it's not a product. It's so personal and it's, it's just like a little gift you get to keep unwrapping, and there's just it's like a little matryoshka yeah. doll of of joy and musical theater, and I'm very excited to for you to send me more Todrick stuff in the future, and I know he's done other and like, albums as well, look, and I look forward to talking about those. A little behind the curtain thing is originally I was going to get you to watch Forbidden, which is his second like concept album, um, but I thought this one would be a good introduction one. And so, depending on how you feel about it, I may later down the road ask you to watch Forbidden because even though Straight Out of Oz, I feel like, is more cohesive, I feel like Forbidden has... Some of their lyrics are, like, so powerful. That, like, are incredible. And some songs are, like, on repeat for me all the time. And they have, like, while Straight Out of Oz has a lot to do with like, the feelings and the emotions, like, Forbidden, their, some of their lyrics, ooh, get you right in the soul, I'm telling you. So maybe, we'll see. I have a little question for you. E. What's your your favorite moment in Straight Out of Oz? My favorite moment? Okay, so I have... One, okay, one of them is going to be an emotional moment. Well, okay, one's going to be a funny moment. Okay, I have two. I don't know why I'm trying to preface. Okay. (laughs) One is the first time in color when, so the music, during the scene, everything's black and white, and then slowly color starts to appear. And one of my favorite aesthetics is things that are colorful with, like, a black background or... Like, because I love painting bright colors on, like, black paper. Like, that contrast. So the first moment when also it's like, makes my skies blue, blue. And also, like, the sky's blue. That, that's one of my favorite moments. Also, my second favorite moments is in the song Poppy. Um, when Todrick has this bridge that lasts forever. 
it's like such an intense monologue about like should I do this or not because the whole scene is that this this woman is saying oh like if you sleep with me um I will I will connect you with the people you want and all these things and and Nicole Scherzinger please calm down yeah and so he has this whole monologue and he's like her intentions could be innocent but I don't know it's like but once she's had the chocolate, he's never come back. Like, oh, no. And then this one line is my favorite when he's like, I've never touched a boob in my whole life. And she's got two of them. And it's like the best uh, line. I didn't even catch that dialogue. <laughs> oh, Crackers. <laughs> it's so good. Crisps on a cracker. Um, yeah. So that's probably my favorite. How about yourself? This seems like a, a bit of a cop-out, but like straight up just in the very first song. Mm-hmm. No place like home. Just I don't have a I don't know it well enough to have a specific line, but just this moment of the like you're watching it and it's I didn't know what to expect, and he just goes into this and it feels like the way the way his voice goes it feels like when you have a shot in a, like a sci-fi or action TV show I don't know what the mm-hmm. shot is called I used to know where you're zoomed in on a face but everything else is zooming yes, yes. out. So when I know and how to do it technically. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. That's what it sounds like where you're just like, I am about to watch reality unpeel a little bit. I am about to watch someone become very personal with me through a screen. I am about to watch a lot of weird things and I don't know what's gonna happen and I'm ready for it. And it was just like a little like dip in your stomach. Ooh. Where you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And for me the first time I watched that I was just like God, I hope I like this. God, I hope I like this. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like this. And it was just instantly, like, two minutes in, I was like, oh, I'm settled in. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about, that feeling. It has, like, this build-up, and it's like, ooh, like, like what's gonna happen? sliding. Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh. All right, so, for the star chart, chairs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're gonna have to make a sound cue for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be better, I swear. Um, so I'm trying to think. What did you rate this out of five? I don't. I. Oh, I have. Okay. Should I guess what I thought, or do you want to just say? Because I have no idea. I'm gonna make you guess. Okay. I'm guessing you liked it like four out of five. That's my guess. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm not gonna watch it again. It's not like an instant because, like, I feel like we have to say our five. We're saving our five. Like, yes. our five has to be something where you're like, "This has affected me on a molecular level." Yeah. Whereas, this is what I was like, "I am into it. I'm ready for more." Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Four out of five stars. Hell's yeah! I that I'm okay wall. with that. I have had many years to watch this, and it's just like. Man, I have it, like, one of the only albums saved on my Spotify account. Like, it, it's good. It's gonna be an us, ongoing thing. Us talking about these things in detail, like, I feel like normally when we share something, like, you'll respond over text, oh, watched it, like, it was really good. But us having these, like, hour-long discussions is so nerve-wracking, because I'm like, I know you've loved this for years, <laughs> and I want you to know I'm gonna love it, too. I'm just, I gotta put in the work. <laughs> And I'm gonna, like, four out of five stars. The last star is coming. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Oh, also, I forgot. I moved ahead too far. I have some... I didn't forget. I have some. I have some things. I love being smart. Okay, I love so, being right. Aforementioned Bible trivia, but all trivia, I love. Okay. Um. Okay. So, 
I have a couple questions, and it's multiple choice questions. Some of them, a lot of them don't necessarily have to do with, like, I don't know if you would know this unless you, like, watched other things, or, like, anywho. I'll see how you figure it out. Okay, so, the lyric, um, if you want to, actually, don't put it up yet. Actually, no, you can. Pull up the list of songs from the deluxe version of Straight Out of Oz. Open tab. Okay, I have it. Okay. So, the line. I'd slay a dragon <laughs> and I'll drag him. What is that from? Is that from Little People? See Your Face? Or is it from Lions, Tigers, and Bears? Is it lions and tigers and bears? Yes. Good job. Oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> that, <laughs> I thank you, up, Tamar Braxton. <laughs> I started out, I started with an easy one. Okay. Um, in the original <laughs> production, I guess, in um, the original album, um, which, um, don't, don't scroll up to the, the, the original album because that's cheating. Okay. Okay. In the original album, okay. who played Todrick's mom in all of the scenes? Was it yeah, all of the scenes? all of them? Yeah. Was oh. it Amber Riley? It's played by three different women in the in the deluxe. in the deluxe. Yes. Is it Amber Riley, Tracy Toms, or Tamar Braxton? I'm gonna say Amber. I is it Amber Riley? Yes, it is. It is Amber. Oh, Riley. Okay, I was like, I because I was really okay. Yeah, I was like, I feel like they already are friends and not that him and the other two aren't friends but i was like surprised to see them where i was like i saw amber riley and i was like this makes sense yes yes so um also i don't know if it's a popular opinion or not i actually prefer amber riley's version of all the songs well in the original there's only two songs i am uh, the generation of glee so of course I like her better. We were 16 when season one of Glee was on. I have also talked about Glee every week this year so far. So <laughs> to say it still affects me and haunts me in my day-to-day life. Yes. Um, okay, good. Yeah. You got you got two Amber out of two so, cool. so far. I got two more questions for you. Okay, I'm ready for it. Okay. Passing grade now, no matter what. Okay. This album got number two on the pop charts. Who was number one ahead of him? Was it Sia, Justin Bieber, or Adele? Oh my god. This is 2016. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this is 2016. This is 2016. I'm trying to remember. I don't know things. Um, was it, I think this is the year Adele's album that she won a Grammy for? I don't, I don't remember what the album's called. I need a final answer. I'm going to say Adele. I'm going to say Adele. No. Uh, (laughs) What is your answer? uh, I don't think it's the beads. I want to say Sia because the local radio station in Yellowknife is obsessed with the song Cheap Thrills even mm. now in 2020 like if yeah. you are listening to this radio station they are playing Cheap Thrills but I don't know when that came out and I feel like Adele had an album out in 2016 I only yeah I'm gonna say Adele I'm gonna stick with Adele it is Adele <laughs> oh yeah I was trying so I hard not to give you one. anything with my face 
just be like, oh my god, well, you were giving me things, and it was doubt, so good job. <laughs> okay, final question. Um, okay. When they went on tour, how much did it cost for them to bring their luggage to Vancouver? Was it $400, $2,000, or $4,000? I'm going to say $4,000, because Customs and I imagine they had a lot of luggage. I'm going to say $4,000. You are correct. It was $4,000. <laughs> What's up? Well, actually, What's the exact up? amount was $4,125 for 30 bags of luggage. That's a lot. That's yeah. when it must have all been overweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre- yeah. So, yeah, because they started their tour in Vancouver, so they had to fly there, um, and that's where they started, and it was a lot of money. <laughs> that was so nerve-wracking because I was, like, only 60 of the first one, the lyric question, I was only, like, 60% sure to be generous, and you were like, I started out with an easy question, and I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, golly, handy. <laughs> Yeah, you got all of them right, dude. That was great. You got it. And nice. Yeah, that's that's our show. We hyped up. Like, please talk to us. Because in case you couldn't tell, we love talking. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And that is our show this week. Uh, tell us about Todrick. Do you have other concept albums? Ooh. I have never experienced American Idiot. Uh, this is the only... down that path right now. This is actually the only concept album I've ever watched. I haven't even watched, like, a, like Beyonce's. I've never seen another one besides this and also Forbidden. Mm-hmm. Hades Town started as a concept album. We're just sidetracking now. We can talk about this off mic. Okay. If you have yeah. albums you think you would, we would like, recommend them. And just... Where can they send those, Miss Emma? I've called you Miss Emma Thank you. Times. I don't know why. <laughs> but... That's fine, because I didn't know what I was saying, so thank you for filling up the air. You can contact us. At Ho Podcast, H Y H O Podcast. That's on Twitter. You can also email us at hihopodcast at gmail.com. You oh, cannot yeah. find Jenny and I anywhere personally because <laughs> we don't do that. I said that last week, but it's like, Twitter's True. so scary. And like I said, I'm a crone. Um, so please email us because we know how to work it and tweet at us at our podcast account. And we will be very excited to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be great. And um, and Emma's is going to be the person going next. Um, I haven't picked, but I'm going to, uh, not inflict, but oh god, introduce to Jen. <laughs> um, but it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about that. I think after we stop recording. So until next time, like what you like, your opinion is valid, as long as it's the same as mine. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night? Okay, bye.